listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. This portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by Coogie. That is exactly right. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. You know what Coogie says. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them 401 401- 732-6562-401-732-6562, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's for plumbing or cooling, call R.E. Coogan Heating today. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is R.E. Coogan Heating. I want to play, um, folks, with all this uh, violence that is uh, playing out in the city of Providence, and shame on some of these community people that are saying you know their focus on their focus is the fact that uh, they want that uh the but this body cam footage the stuff to be released so um it, as far as in providence with this car chase um it's it's all it, it's just absolutely outrageous based on the fact of one of the individuals that was apparently killed over the course and in some of the violence. But I want to play Curtis Lewa. Uh, he's running for mayor of New York City. And talk about a tough message backing police. I want to play a little bit. This is what someone sounds like who backs the police. Yesterday, I was on Harbor Road, the north end of Staten Island, where at a Sweet 16 party, a gang member pulls out a gun, shoots two others, everyone flees, there's no gang intel, and as a result... The code of the streets kicks in, snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. Then a few hours later, a far more egregious crime, as you saw, take place here on 37th Avenue. A rolling, firing squad just started to gun down people indiscriminately. They thought their targets were trinitarios, but they also took out seven other people. And it's an organized hit. And I certainly know what organized hits are, having been a victim of one myself in 1992. As after they fired the shots running down the block at their intended victims and hitting other innocents who happened to be sitting in the area, enjoying 37th Avenue at night, they hop back on their motorized vehicles and they flee. Again, snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. So what does this tell us? Last night in Inwood, three women shot. As gangs were competing, firing at one another on 182nd Street, we can sort of cap the strain. The lieutenant was shot in the foot by a known gang member, a repeat offender. Hours before that, in the projects up there in Harlem, another gang banger who was caught. Multiple record of violations against the community. And again, brazenly firing off a gun at some of his fellow neighbors in the housing complex he lived. All of them gangbangers. And what have we seen on this occasion? An attempt by some of our elected officials, those running for office, to deplete the gang list that the NYPD has. Right now there are 7,500 names on that list. There is a movement to go to court and a Department of Investigation to eliminate most of the men and women who clearly have identified themselves as enemies of society. 
Now think of that. I mean, that is just amazing. You don't hear anybody fully get into. And I want to just, again, folks, this is different. And, and I recognize, all right, it's, it's New York. But notice there's a lot of the common elements that go on. There's also, you know, the, the motorcycles, the ATVs. But this is the part where he talks about Curtis Lee, what he would do as mayor of New York City. Members of the community, as we've seen over these last months. A number one, we need to enhance the gang unit of the NYPD, which has been depleted as a result of defunding the police. Number two, we need to add to the numbers. There are way more than 7,500 gang members who are openly and with impunity defying society, defying the police, defying law and order. And thirdly, we once again need to look at this no bail provision and put pressure on Cuomo, the elected officials in this area and other areas of the city who went along with it. And we must refund the police. We must hire an additional 3,000 police to get us back to 38,000 cops that we need to get control. And we need to be able to take the handcuffs off the police and make them proactive so that they can go out and stop these gang bangers. We have to support the cops in their ability to stop See, that's amazing. You know, he is exactly right. That is Curtis weighing in on what needs to be done. Instead of talking about gang violence, which is a plague to the Bronx, a plague to Brooklyn, a plague to Queens, a plague to Manhattan, a plague to, Providence. A plague to Staten Island. Where is he? Not even available when the police officer was shot by a gangbang. Yep. He's missing an action on this. And you have to say, where are all the other elected officials, some who represent this area, who are part of the defund the police movement? They want to take more money from the police. They don't want a gang unit. They don't want gang members listed. Yep. I want all gang members listed. Trinitarios, MS-13, yep. 18th Street, all the sets, Bloods, Crips, Latin Kings, Nietzsche. I know them all because I've dealt with them for 42 years. Hmm. And if you give them anonymity, they're going to continue to dominate the streets and take control of the streets, particularly when the sun goes down and the cops don't have control of gang-infested areas. Right. So what I, as mayoral candidate Curtis Leo, would do immediately is something that our mayor is afraid to do, which is hire more police. That's right. President Joe Biden gave us money out of the $1.9 trillion stimulus Corona-19 relief project to hire cops yes. now. We should be hiring them right now. We're not. We're delaying as gangs become stronger and stronger and stronger and battle over turf. Number two, there has to be stop and frisk. If you're not stopping and frisking these young men who are at war with one another, you're guaranteeing that more of them are going to come out with loaded handguns, with 9 millimeters, and right. start popping shots, not only at their perceived adversaries, right. their real adversaries, but innocent members of the community as we seen over these last months you know he is again folks good afternoon i don't want to confuse anyone right now it's 113 113 on this on this monday it's john DePietro. but that is the type of speech that you you need to hear someone say you know what else also is disgraceful now i'm pretty sure 
that, and I want you to hear this, and I don't think anyone else is going to tell you about it, so I might as well be the first one. But I'm seeing that they've identified the young woman from Warwick shot and killed. Wrong place, wrong time. And if this is the right, right person, meaning if that's Maya Brophy Behrman of Warwick, whew, um, this is going to be a problem for Mayor Lorzer in the city. This is absolutely going to be a problem for Mayor Lorza in the city. Because if this is the person that I'm pulling up, and everyone's Providence Police released the name of the one he shot to death on the city street, 3.30 in the morning at a drive-by shooting. She is Caucasian and lives in Warwick from Wisconsin. Now, she... Both of her parents have pictures on their profile pictures of her graduating. Single, 24 years old, uh, went to classical high school, according to her Facebook bio. And, I mean, this is, this is the type of thing that Alorza can't hide from. This is the type of, this is the problem. Your parents are going to warn their children from the outside the dangers of going into the city of Providence. Hmm. Um, I don't know. We, we do, I share some mutual friends with the parents who... Again, must just be absolutely devastated. You can't even imagine. Now, I don't know. I think we'll learn more about this young woman as time goes on, obviously. But this is um, really, really terrible. Because this, this seemingly, to me, what a lot of people don't get is this is one of those stories that kind of cuts through a little bit and breaks through. And we'll see if some of her friends come forward. But this is, um, see, this is part of the dangers. And notice, you know, with some of the weekend violence, folks, it's it's Alorza, he, I don't care, he allows it. He tolerates it. He tells his law enforcement, don't to chase them. He's comfortable with that bike community. You can't, you can't tolerate it. It's lawlessness. So they were over by University Heights. There's an area there, Roger Williams Green. Now, University Heights is dangerous. It is. And somehow, after the clubs and it's summertime, they must go and hang out there. But... This is one of the problems when you're young and then you're hanging out there. And I am going to play some other sound from um, the weekend and with some other stories. But I'm telling you right now that this young woman 
this is one of those stories that it's different and it cuts through and and it her death could end up saving a life it is a bad place very dangerous now you're young you're at a club somebody knows someone i think the girl at some point was a classical um I'm not sure, but it says they lived in Warwick, so exactly sure, but so that is University Heights, Roger Williams Green, Only Street, so a lot of people would be unfamiliar with it, but if you're on Only Street, if you go way up on Only Street, it's, um well, it, it runs, Only Street runs by Hope High School, and I know it from if you're coming down hope street and then you take the right tortilla flats is there there's hope high school you come down there and then i don't even know university heights and then there's a roger williams green now if you go way up only street that leads into a nice part of the east side where actually governor Raimondo even lives but that's on the other side near freeman parkway near arlington yeah i'm right morris avenue is right off of Olney Street, and that's where Governor Mundo lived. So, but the other side of that, you get into Camp Street, Roger Williams Green, and that's a different deal. So, I'm unfamiliar with that area. I think I'll probably go by there later. Maybe we'll do a one after dark from there. But, so a bunch of kids, I don't know that much, but they go over there, they're hanging out. It's late. They were at a house over there. There's like a house party. And then suddenly they are standing outside. Maybe she's leaving to go home. But if this girl is who I think it is, and her name matches Maya Brophy Behrman of Warwick, she's in a picture with her cap and gown. She's originally maybe born there from Wisconsin. She's with her parents. You know, Facebook, you learn a lot about people on Facebook. Um, that is, yeah, University Heights is very big. Whew. That is the type of story. See, this is one of the problems when you have someone like Alorza. And again, you know, the Black Lives Matter, where they're so outrageous, they don't even care. They don't care about this. They don't care about it in any way. They want the body cam footage released. And that's what the media is reporting on. The media never count calls them out on their lies. Well, not everyone in the media does. I should say that. And these public officials signing on. What an embarrassment. Well, we're starting a petition. And we want, yeah, it's everything's we want. We want. No one calls them out except for yours truly when they're wrong. When they say things that are not true. And that David Morales is a punk. So let Narona do his investigation for crying out loud. We stand and want that footage released. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to find that petition. Can you imagine, like, who would sign something? The people that signed it, Providence Democrats, Socialists of America... PSL Rhode Island, Party for Socialism and Liberation, DEAR, Rights Action for Rights and Equality, 
I mean, the, this is everything wrong with the system. Matt Brown. Good. Let him run. He got beat like a drum by Senator White, Sheldon Whitehouse in 2006. He never even made it to the primary. A Lord, uh, Gina Raimondo blew him out. He may run again. Yeah, he runs a nonprofit that he formed where he pays himself over 300000 a year. Yeah, real nonprofit. There's another word for that. What's that word? Oh, yeah, scam. Wow. But this, this situation, this could lead to, this is different. Every life matters. I 100% every life matters. This is different. This is truly, seemingly wrong place, wrong time. Folks, right now it's 123. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, Providence is dangerous it's lawlessness the mayor the person running the city does not care about people he is willing to allow people mayor Jorge Elijah is allow willing to let people come into the city even though it's dangerous because he doesn't want to offend the criminals He's trying to run for governor, and he doesn't want to offend anyone, and so he's willing to put up with some deaths. That's a fact, and that is true. This portion of the program is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for a free estimate, 401 6880517. How about this? If you want to clean out some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal and get a purple dumpster for your driveway. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Wow. Whew. Popeye's Chicken near Alvarez School. 3.30 in the morning. Go home. Go home. What are you waiting for? Go home. Where are the parents? No, it's it think it's only three thirty. Well, this is what happens. Uh, come on, brother. Call brother's disposal today. 401-688-0517. Call brother Roland. Remember, uh, we're now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for a free estimate. Also, get rid of your run-run of belongings. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. I have a friend that said there's nothing more beautiful than a dumpster in the driveway. Get rid of those old rusted sleds, rusted tricycles. Aunt Emma's uh, tea set that you've never even t- taken out of the box. Get rid of it. All right, I want to go to some sound. Folks, uh, almost on cue, almost on cue, Teachers Union already setting in motion. They don't plan to go back into the classroom. Yeah, but no one's learning. So what? Our teachers like to teach from their kitchens. Randy Weingarten, AFT. She's the head of the Providence Teachers Union, but nationally. On CNN. She, they want to fight anything. The new thing is everyone's got to be in a mask. Remember, it's anything. Let's hear a little bit of this. And of the... You know, of the new data that shows from Provincetown, Massachusetts, that even if you're vaccinated, you can transmit. And I think a lot of people 
people took a deep breath and said, oh my God, what does this mean? But I think the news you showed today from Axios and others that, that, that breakthrough cases are still very rare. And if you get breakthrough cases when you're vaccinated, um, you're not going to get nearly as sick and you're not going to die. Schools will be open. They need to be open. We need to make sure that they are safe and healthy. And I am on a, um, I've, we've launched our $5 million campaign to do back to school for all. So let's just be really clear about that. The That's question you asked, the second question. Yeah. The, the, the thing about that's right. Though, well, not to interrupt, is but to your point, the, the data is for the vaccinated, they're very safe from hospitalization and death. The, the reason for mass right is that is that the vaccinated can still spread this right and that, that's why exactly. i imagine you see the benefit of students masking uh going forward as the school year opens exactly exactly so that's why the next question about will they stay open that's where we worry because when you have lots of kids particularly every child under 12 has not been vaccinated yeah we see the Delta variant being very transmissible. And so that's why what masks do is masks stop transmission. So universal masking is going to be very helpful to keep kids safe, to keep the unvaccinated safe, and to keep schools open. Because, because you, know, you saw it from some of your reporting already that you're already seeing some quarantining in places that thought they were going to open today. So school opening is really important. We need kids to be in school. We need everybody to be safe. We need to focus on, on accelerated learning, and we need to focus on the emotional and, and social well-being of kids. So that's, where, that's why I come down to where the APA and the CDC recommends, which is as much as I, I mean, I'm asthmatic. I think yep. these things, but we have to wear them to keep us safe and to keep our kids in schools. The vaccination rate among teachers is quite high. I believe your team was telling us about 90%. How are yes. teachers reacting to this, particularly in communities where a place like Florida, right, where they're, they're, they're allowing choice in effect. They're, they're allowing parents to decide as opposed to school districts. So I was in Florida on Saturday, and by the way, Saturday, Florida had, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I don't remember exactly, they've had the highest level, level of, of um, cases of COVID, I think, ever. And so teachers are very scared about this. Um, I was with two groups of teachers on Saturday, one in Jacksonville, one in Polk County. Again, we're very serious about reopening schools, safe and welcome environment for all. All educators want that, but they're scared that um, we're not going to be able to keep everybody safe, and and they want us to have masking. Randy Wyden, unbelievable, folks. No challenge of it at all. No challenge of it at all. Also, let's go to CNN from Rhode Island. We have Dr. Megan Rainey. Will we ever go back to pre-pandemic normal? Let's hear some of that. Going away, or can we ever go back to a pre-pandemic reality? 
We are never going to go back to a pre-pandemic reality. And I do agree that we do have to become comfortable with the fact that this virus is going to be sticking around. Our goal is to decrease severe illness, hospitalization, and death. But there are still some things that we don't really know. We don't know how much this novel variant, the Delta variant, affects children. It is our responsibility to keep them safe until they can get vaccinated. And it's our responsibility to stop these surges while there are still so many who are unvaccinated. Listen, there are 200 hospital workers in San Francisco who've gotten sick over the last couple of weeks because of exposure largely to unvaccinated people who caught Delta, who then got the vaccinated sick. That's not fair. So yes, we have to learn to live with this, but today is not the moment where we drop our precautions. When we get all of our kids vaccinated, when we know a little more about the long-term effects of the breakthroughs, then that's the point in which this becomes yet another virus that is part of our day-to-day life. Folks, again, never going back to pre-pandemic. That certainly caught a lot of attention. Well, right now it's 1.30. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by JKL Engineering. That's right, JKL. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. Call them today, 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600 for JKL. Give them a call. Now remember, with JKL, they will keep you cool in the summertime and warm in the wintertime. JKL Engineering, 401 351 7600. With JKL, they're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Reduce your oil bill by as much as 90% in the wintertime, highest rebates on the market. But right now, on this Monday, why not consider Central Air? It's a game changer for your life. Call JKL Engineering today at 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600 for jkl engineering jkl the original the best 54 years in business i think they know what they're doing call jkl today at 401-351-7600 now listen if you've ever considered central air now is the time to do it jkl engineering 401-351-7600 well, folks, again, I think um, a story that's really going to start to build right now at one thirty-two, and it's Monday, and it's August, and I think Monday, uh, excuse me, I think August is going to be a very, very deadly and destructive month. I repeat, it's going to be a deadly and destructive month. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Centerdale Remember, uh, they are a sponsor of DePetro.com. Great food, great drinks, great people. Have you stopped in there yet? Try it. The Centerdale, Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew do a uh, a great job. Folks, the, the variant is getting worse, and all of the uh, fights and the people upset about the situation regarding masks. I mean, all those things are coming into play and the violence is getting worse and people are, in fact, um, 
you know, this whole anti-police sentiment, it's failed, but they allowed, but the, 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 the general public, you know, I hesitate to use the word community because that is overused in, in my opinion, but taxpayers, general public, the majority have to speak out because what's happening right now, you know, Mayor Alorza is allowing people to be killed in the city of Providence. And this story of this girl from Warwick, who's 24 years old, who went out, wasn't breaking any laws, wasn't doing anything wrong, went with some people to like an after-hours party in this in the, in Providence, but was in University Heights, standing on a sidewalk, and someone drove by and opened fire. Alorza allowing lawlessness has cost a life. No one else will tell you that, but I will. That's what happened. And this Maya Brophy Behrman, her parents got the call. Can't even imagine. Got the call to, there was an accident. Something happened. 3.30 in the morning. She's rushed to Rhode Island Hospital. So the parents must have got the call around 4. They get there. What time? 4.35 if you could even reach them. Maybe people shut their cell phones off. Was she coming home? Was she staying with a friend? We don't know. And then they have to go to the hospital and identify the daughter. Oh, my goodness. Coventry woman sentenced to four years in prison for fatal Exeter hit and run. 27-year-old Coventry woman sentenced four years in prison. Admitted to failing to stop after hitting and fatally injuring an Exeter woman walking her dog. Shannon Holden pled no contest. Failure to stop at an accident. Death resulting. Death of 27-year-old Sarah Balmforth walking her dog on South Road. That's it. Four years, folks. Four years is all they got. Now, those people at the Popeyes, it's the same type of thing, but I think this Warwick thing is going to resonate. I think this Warwick death of this young woman, I think this story is going to uh, sentence to prison, driver and hit and run. You know, in their world, life is just cheap. It has such little value you know and they don't they don't value their own life so they certainly don't value your life you know everything with them is it just it's like they don't deal in reality they don't deal in reality they 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 just use cliche you know every day at the above ground is a good day like that type of thing right um they don't they don't treat their self and their family with respect so they're not going to treat anybody else with respect but this story of this young girl from Bowick I mean this this looks brutal it does and Sophie Behrman 
24 years old, lives in Warwick, from Wisconsin. Her profile picture, I don't know if it's been there for a while. Now, she does have the Black Lives Matter fist in the air. Yee, I just noticed that. Providence police say a woman was killed, several other people injured, violent weekend. 24-year-old Maya Brophy Behrman shot and killed in a drive-by shooting Olney Street, 3.30 Sunday morning. She had been visiting friends. Was not the intended target. Taken to Rhode Island Hospital, pronounced dead. 13th homicide of the year. Well, I think, I think she went to classical. Is she at least visited classical? And her Facebook footprint, so to speak. Yep. On June 1st, 2020, she posted the different fists in the air. One of them is the, it's all fists, right? It's all the white, black, brown. I'm not sure. Wow. That is, that's a rough one. Now, again, um, I want to, um, I want to be very clear that, that every, obviously every life is valuable, but I have a feeling that this one is going to make just a little more news. And this is how many parents allow their children to go out now. You know, I feel terrible about this young woman. Um, any life lost is 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 bad, obviously. Um, and is sad, I should say. But look at the time that these things are happening. Listen, in Providence, it's one thing you're going to go out to dinner, right? It's another thing. I don't know. I know you're young. After hours party, something happens, something goes on. But 3.30 and you're in University Heights. That's a dangerous area. Somebody says something, someone finds out that somebody showed up at an after hours party. But what's also frightening that you can't deny, here's what people have to ask themselves. Would you trust yourself or your family in the safety of Mayor Alorza. Would you trust your children, your loved ones, in the safety of Mayor Jorge Elijah? The answer is no. The answer is no. And he's running the city. He's running the city. A 24-year-old girl from Warwick was killed in Providence at 3.30 early Sunday morning. And he has not said a word. And this guy wants to be the governor. What a disgrace he is. He is an embarrassment. And I am full aware the different people that say, you're too rough on him. Wrong. No such thing. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today. 401 710 7096 401 710 7096 repairs on all makes and models of appliances. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. You know, it is incredible how um 
how just during the course of the year or over time, how your your um, your appliances can just start to break down and give out, or they need a little bit of you know this or that. So, I mean, but the the point is, thank God we have Ryan's Appliance Repair to fix it. 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Let's go to some of the Sunday shows. John Carl was on this week filling in for Stephanopoulos. Talks to Pete Budacek, Mayor Pete, over the new vaccine, vaccine rules for, for um, federal workers. You have to get the vaccine if you want want to be a federal worker this a new rule and the pushback we are we are hearing uh from a lot of federal employees uh unions uh, you know unions that are representing uh, workers including at the department of transportation uh one of those unions the federal law enforcement officers association called this uh new rule a clear violation of civil rights so what do you say to these unions and, and there are several of them that are uncomfortable with the new rule and how it came about well, uh, this is about protecting lives. This is about setting a good example. And to be clear, employees have a choice. Uh, either attest to their vaccination and indicate that that's happened, or there have to be other measures to keep the workplace safe, including uh, masking, social distancing, testing. This is basic safety measure at a time when we continue spreading around our country. Uh, look, uh, we have so many obligations in so many dimensions of employee safety to make sure that this is a safe workplace. This is part of that, but it's also important, I think, for our federal workforce to lead by example, because we're asking the you whole know, country to do what it does. You know, it's amazing, folks. So they're pushing back. They're absolutely pushing back federal workers that do not want to get the vaccine. Let's go to the round table. Political, Politico, playbook co-author, says it's going to be challenge. Speaker Pelosi to enforce mask rules in the House. Says things are just getting very ugly right now in the House. Well, there's something binary going on in Congress. I mean, Republicans are not in the House. I mean, you have basically all-out civil disobedience, it seems, in terms of the requirement for a mask in the House. I mean, how is... Nancy Pelosi going to enforce this? I mean, it's going to be a challenge for her. And I think that, you know, Republicans, um, some of them at this point are just saying they're going to they're going to pay the fine or they're trying to find out a way to keep from being fined because, you know, Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi has tried to sort of double down on these mask mandates by saying, OK, if you're not following the rules, you know, you could you could face some of your salary being cut. But I mean, things right now in the House are just totally ugly, not only over this issue, but also, you know, when it comes to the January 6th panel, I mean, you had Pelosi calling uh, Kevin McCarthy a moron this week. You had Kevin McCarthy saying something yesterday about how when he gets the gavel to be speaker, you know, he'll try not to hit her with it, which is just incredibly insane. Uh, the type of rhetoric we're seeing right now. Uh, you know, I actually agree with that. I was surprised he said that. I like Kevin McCarthy a lot. Folks, good afternoon at 145. I am um, I, I like Kevin McCarthy, who's going to be the next speaker. The Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate next year in the midterms. But you, you can't because it just they go nuts on that type of stuff. I know he didn't. He was. Listen, he's in the moment. He's trying to tell a joke, but I'd hit her with the gavel. Eh, that's a tough one. All right. Dr. Fauci, 
Anthony Fauci on This Week with Stephanopoulos talking about transmission. Let's hear Dr. Fauci. Walk me through this uh, this mask guidance. The CDC is now recommending in certain circumstances people that are fully vaccinated to wear masks indoors, uh, even though you are highly unlikely to get either severely sick or to die if you have been vaccinated. So walk me through the science. Why this recommendation of masks right. for people that are fully vaccinated and unlikely to get very sick? Right. All right. Masks for the fully vaccinated. The, the, the change and the modification of the guideline, which was formerly, if you were fully vaccinated, you did not need to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. The change, as we know now, is that even if you're fully vaccinated, when you are in an indoor setting in an area of the country that has a high or substantial degree of transmissibility, what we know is the orange and the red zones, you should wear a mask even if you, in fact, are vaccinated. That has much more to do with transmission, John, in the sense that we know now that there are situations, as unusual as they are, but they occur, we hear about them all the time, because no vaccine is 100% effective, which means in areas of high volume of infection, vaccinated people will get infected. Thank goodness, for the most part, they will not get seriously ill. They will generally be asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic. But we do know now with this very difficult Delta variant, it's different than the Alpha variant in a very important way. And the important way is that it's much more highly transmissible. And when you do get infected, even if you don't have symptoms, the level of virus in the nasopharynx is, is quite high. And in fact, recent studies have shown that the level of virus in the nasopharynx of a vaccinated person who may not be symptomatic or mildly symptomatic is the same as an unvaccinated person. And we know that vaccinated, asymptomatic, mildly symptomatic people who are infected can spread the infection. So you want them to wear a mask so that if, in fact, they do get infected, they don't spread it to... So that is, you know, folks, but I I think Dr. Fauci is losing people with, uh, you know, the rhetoric and he keeps changing things. Let's hear, this is Dr. Fauci talking about the pain and suffering for those who have not been um, vaccinated. There are breakthrough infections for those that have been vaccinated, but you are highly unlikely to either be hospitalized or or to die uh, if you have been vaccinated. Isn't that right? That is correct, John. There's no doubt about that. That's one of the really very, very important reasons You want people to get vaccinated. The vaccines are doing what they're supposed to do. They're protecting one from getting seriously ill, requiring hospitalizations, and perhaps even dying. However, when you have unvaccinated people getting infected, you're propagating the dynamics of the outbreak, which ultimately impacts everybody from the standpoint of having to wear masks, from the standpoint of the safety of the kids in school, from the standpoint of being able to open up everything the way we were when we were normal. So yes, from the standpoint of illness, hospitalization, suffering and death, the unvaccinated are the much more vulnerable because the vaccinated are protected from severe illness for the most part. But when you look at the country as a whole and getting us back to normal, the unvaccinated by not being vaccinated are allowing the propagation and the spread of the outbreak, which ultimately impacts everybody. 
So, folks, again, you know, this, this where they have completely dropped the ball on this whole thing is this whole business on, you know, what is the benefit of being vaccinated? That's what it really comes down to. Let me go back to this week. Uh, some states push back against a federal mask mandate. The Manhattan Institute president says, I think this is a very binary line. A lot of tension have to be managed. From, Let's from hear making, that. From having Here we go. So, and, and, and you've got the, the, the mandates that Donna mentioned, but you also have DeSantis, Abbott, uh, Ducey uh, saying no mandates of any kind. In fact, they're, they're, they're prohibiting, in some cases, uh, localities from, from, making, from having mask mandates. There are interesting tensions within the coalitions. We often see this as a team red versus team blue kind of issue. But for example, if you look at vaccine mandates for public employees, there are many public employees in very blue cities around the country who are very skeptical, very reticent to get vaccinated. That's a tension that needs to be managed. Similarly, when you're looking at mask mandates, you know, there is a lot of debate over the scientific soundness of this. Uh, you know, when you're talking about mask uh, particularly if the objective is to convince people to be vaccinated, that your life is going to change, you're going to be able to return to normalcy. So I think that, you know, though this is described as very binary, there are a lot of tensions within that have to be managed. You saw this a bit, by the way, with the eviction moratorium. This was an issue where the Biden administration was kind of struggling to get money out the door. They couldn't do it punted us to Congress. And then in Congress, you had Democratic lawmakers who said, wait a second, we have a lot of landlords, mom and pop landlords who are concerned about extending this. So again, I think that it's not exactly fitting the partisan binary in a lot of respects. You know, folks, the, 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 the problem that they're running into is the Biden administration basically let everything down a little bit too soon. And now all of a sudden they're they're backpedaling. They they just are. And as I've also said in the past, um, this business of you're not going to force people to get vaccinated. I I just I repeat that. I mean, just in general, I'm not talking about certain businesses. Will certain businesses will? Um, but you 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 can't you can't force people. To get the vaccine and i don't think that's going to happen as a matter of fact that's just that's not going to happen um but that make no mistake stake about it how about the fact kathy griffin has revealed she has stage one lung cancer she um but trying to force people to get the vaccine it's it's just not going to happen. People are not going to go along with it. Uh, businesses are going to be challenged. Businesses that are going to force people to get the vaccine for the variant. And I, I fully recognize there's there's a number of people that that just don't want to. And now, depending on where you are, there's also, you know, certain parts of the country, it's, it's really spreading. So I want to play. This is Good Morning America about whether or not people should delay their trip because of the variant. The UK reopening to vaccinated Americans. United Airlines telling ABC News it's adding a slew of flights between America and the UK, 40 per week. This as the more contagious Delta variant spreads across the country, some concerned about their summer travel plans. On average, more than 2 million travelers are flying every day. So we asked the experts, is it safe to travel? 
Dr. Anne Ramoyne, epidemiologist at UCLA, says the unvaccinated are the ones who really need to rethink travel. If you are vaccinated, you yourself do not have to be worried about, am I going to get really sick, be hospitalized and die? That is a very unlikely scenario. If you are unvaccinated, you do have to really consider this. Other experts like Dr. Colleen Kraft, an infectious disease expert at Emory Healthcare in Atlanta, say traveling regardless of vaccination status should be done with caution. If you have a choice in the matter, choosing something that's less risky for you and your families is something you can do. As the variant continues to spread, airlines so far not making changes to existing protocol, including full capacity flights, masks, which are currently required by the CDC for all U.S. flights, working alongside cabin air filters, which airlines say hold up even against the very contagious Delta variant. Trade Association Airlines onboard aircraft provides substantial protection. Delta Airlines saying filters capture the coronavirus family and other viruses and particulates with upwards of 99.9 efficacy. There is no... You know, I, I this is all, folks, I, I believe. And again, good afternoon right now. It is one uh, fifty-five. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, there, there's going to be new rules. I mean, l- rules once again put into place. Rules, once again, are going to be put into place. For those that want to, don't want to follow them, you're going to have to just have different options. But if people, if you really don't want to wear a mask, I, I'm telling you the, the, the masks are coming back. They are. And I agree. It's lousy. We were told that if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask. But they've really screwed up the, uh, the rollout on this. This portion of the program of the John DePietro show is brought to you by the end zone. Stop in. Hey, who doesn't want to end up in the end zone sports pub, nine sixty Menden road in Cumberland. Stop in great food, super drinks. The people are friendly folks. Football camp is going on. You have the Olympics happening. Stop off and see them at the end zone. I'm glad to hear that. I'm hearing the 99.9 FM crystal clear in the east bay how about that good afternoon to everybody in borington and bristol crystal clear and folks the am 1380 always uh comes in great and then don't forget you can always listen online at our, our award-winning website which is petro.com hey just a quick reminder that if over the weekend weekends for some reason are when most accidents happen car accidents Remember, you can always pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body to get your vehicle repaired. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain, 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. They will repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Probably the safest area in the city because they're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex where all the cops are. West fountain auto body they've repaired my vehicle they will repair your vehicle if you're in an accident call west fountain auto body today 401-272-3340 401-272-3340 west fountain auto body so locally big headline is um this poor girl from warwick um you know i'm looking at it looks like her mother is an associate professor at Her mother's an associate professor at Rhode Island College. 
and uh, she's 24 years old, and she just happened to be out in Providence. 3.30 in the morning, you're in, they were in University Heights. It's a dangerous area. It's a dangerous area. It just is. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I'm not, it's not racist. University Heights at night is dangerous. And someone rode by and she wasn't doing anything wrong. This is like wrong place, wrong time. 24-year-old woman in Warwick killed in a drive-by shooting. Just went out with some friends, party afterwards, and then they decided hang outside. It was a beautiful night. Don't get me wrong. It's summertime. But I'm seeing that her mom, I believe associate professor at Rhode Island College, and there Brian, her looks like her father, he, um, Bay State College, leadership development education, mentoring and training, and a coach. Hmm. So Bay State College, I'm not familiar with them, but he's an assistant and dean. So both of her parents are academics. And he also taught at CCRI, but their daughter was killed by gunfire early Sunday morning at 3.30 in the morning. She was pronounced dead at Rhode Island Hospital. 24 years old. Parent nightmare. And they are living it. Folks, it's John DePietro. Listen, I blame Mayor Alorza for having a city full of lawlessness. Go to the website, dePietro.com. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And then it will be the John Dion program. Thank you for listening. WNRI Winsocket.